ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. And if you're not ready, you're going to stay pretending that you're just a little, poor little me. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke, it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power. The world is like a ride at an amusement park, and when you choose to go on it, you think it's real, because that's how powerful our minds are. Everybody is I. You all know you are you. And wheresoever beings exist throughout all galaxies, it doesn't make any difference. You are all of them. And when they come into being, that's you coming into being. Yo, yo, people. How's it going? Hope you're all doing well, wherever you are in the world. Bringing to you this intro under my bed covers, quite literally under the bed covers. And I really mean that. I'm just about to head down to do a few podcasts this weekend, so all my podcast gear is packed away, ready for the weekend. So I've had to jump under the bed covers, as I said, to record this one to try and get the better quality on my mobile phone. So I hope you don't mind that one. So in a kind of weird way, you guys are all under the bed with me. <laughs> but anyway, this week on the podcast is another cracking podcast. This one is with my girlfriend called Laura. As you know, in the past, I've done a few podcasts with Laura and they have been smashes of conversation, to say the least. We've dove into so many different topics and this one is no different. I was going to talk about some of the topics that we talked about, but a better question to ask is what did what did we not touch on? That's probably the better question because we, this one went all over the place. It really did, and it was a cracker. If you can, guys, as well, keep this one sweet and sh- short. But if you can, check out the one-off donation option and the Patreon page. It goes such a long way to help me to keep doing this podcast and allows you to promote a conscious movement, which is this podcast, which, in my opinion, is far and few in between in the world right now podcast conversations like these really are being censored and if you guys can find it in your heart the best way to honestly support this podcast and keep this thing going and keep it on the road is by supporting through the one-off donation option or the patreon page and i couldn't mean that i couldn't literate that anymore right now in the world it really is your help and support through the podcast is really needed so anyway that's all i'm going to say enjoy this podcast conversation with, with laura peace and love Dive in. Let's get it. I was going to say again. I was going to say about the. So we're in the second lockdown now. Yeah. Of we're how locked, many? Exactly. Of how many? We're locked in the the four walls around us. Mm-hmm. We're not allowed to move. We've got to be. Yeah. We're so scared. We can't go out. Can't, can't see our family. Yeah. Got to do what the government says. You know. Got to be a good little boy. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> or Bill will get you. Yes. <laughs> He's coming with the vaccine for us. It's it is it's mad it is mad times because. You know, I you know, remember I spoke about this with Tech and he, he, on the last podcast I did a few pod episodes ago and he said about how what happens when the third and the fourth lockdown comes and stuff. And I know it's interesting because I know you had a, when we, when we do this deep work and stuff, you had a download at the time. I mean, I'll let you speak about it, but it was a download that specifically was getting to the fact of 
I mean, and for people who don't know what a download is, you could call it a download. It's a vision that comes through. Yeah, it's through like when you alter, maybe when you alter your consciousness in a certain way, you can you get moments of like sort of inspiration or creativity or like artists talk about it. It's like you know within their work they do when they create pictures, the creativity comes through. Yeah. But these visions can come through, and which I know in my life now they come through dreams. But they can come in a way that you know that makes you pay attention or pay notice to something that may be coming in the future or maybe that's present in your life right now. Yeah. Um. But you had one particular that was in regard to what's with the lockdown and stuff in it where I'll let you describe what, what happened in the, the vision that you had. So um, basically, I knew this year was going to be a rocky one. Um, Teal Swan, who's an extrasensory, she did a 2020 forecast. And she said that 2020 is the year where the disconnection within human consciousness is going to reach a boiling point. And what, this, how, what the disconnection is going to do is make our higher selves desire to be connected again but the disconnection has to reach a certain point for our collective higher selves to desire more connection because it's like how it's it's like the yin and yang of the universe how can you really appreciate love if you've never known fear or if you've never known hate and things like that it's it so for human consciousness this year the disconnection is going to reach a boiling point and I knew that on a rational level but when I had that download I was I really got to the pit of it and it's it's sort of like a, a civil war level of disconnection, riots. And I got that download because I could see the disconnection within myself, how deeply disconnected I've been in my life. You know, we're disconnected from the environment. We're disconnected from each other. You know, we're around each other physically. But I think there's a there's an epidemic of loneliness in society. And what loneliness is, is, a, is two people living in two different perceptual realities. And that's why I feel like there's so much suicide at the moment and depression and and anxiety because we're living, you know, it would seem like we're more connected than ever, but I would argue that we're much more disconnected than we've ever been. We don't know how to relate to each other. We don't, you know, it's hard for people to find a middle ground. And so what social media does is it exacerbates that disconnection. You know, people say it can be used as a good tool, but what I do feel it does exacerbate that disconnection because it, it does exploit a vulnerability in the human psychology. And um, if you've ever seen, it's on Netflix, is it The Social Dilemma? Social Dilemma. Social Dilemma. I think that program, I see, I use the word grabbled when I mean that. It, what I mean by that is it's, it has an element of truth in it, but it's also sway to push an agenda. Um, but the element of truth in it is that social media companies have designed these apps to, to increase usage in them, to create to increase the amount of time that users spend on them so that they can supply them with more advertisements. And how they get users to spend more time on them is to provide them with emotionally charged content. So things that make them angry. Um, you can see this when you go onto Facebook or Twitter. It's like a black mass of just anger and hatred because that's what feeds the algorithms and that's what gets advertisers more money. But what the vulnerability in human psychology is with that is that um, human beings can become dependent on certain emotional states. And you might say that, you know, how can you become dependent on feeling angry or anything like that? But because I've noticed this in my own life, um, when I used to identify myself as a feminist, I was very angry towards men, but it was a subconscious anger. And when I was going on Twitter, I was getting a feed that was, you know, it was telling me, oh, this woman was raped in Turkey, she was gang raped, all this sort of things. And that was increasing my usage in the app because it was hitting a trigger within me. So how these apps work 
they work on the level of dependency so i think that's what's pushing this kind of social justice warrior movement and things like that um that's my trail of thought there. i'll quickly add to that right so it's a really good point i think so the way i sort of see the human body right and a lot of people don't see the human body like this you know when from a health perspective when you look at the human body you, you, a lot of people will just say that the human body is just a biological process you know but when the more the more the deeper you go down the path of um, health you start realizing that it's actually an integrated process of the the body the mind and the spirit you know all these three are intertwined in a, in a really in a really beautiful way when you get deeper with inside yourself but what you were touching on there when you know in these these um you know the algorithms of facebook and stuff like that when they're, they're, they're tapping into this and um, this aspect within you that is can be pulled and be addicted to to fear to be, be fucked, uh, fucked, <laughs> fucked. <laughs> you can be definitely fucked in the mind yeah. but you can be like um you know you can be manipulated in a way that that pulls on them primal aspects in with you because mm. what i understand what from a from just take for example the body from a biological perspective i know this the spiritual aspect of the body can can overrule these systems but you know throughout our life there is a there's a biological compound to these bodies that we're in you know that are that are can be the senses of them can be manipulated they've been manipulated our whole lives and there is there is chemicals within the human body that just like when you have good feel um hormones that are released when you have an experience when you, whether you have sex whether it's um, you eat a certain bit of food or you have a pleasurable moment in your life where you with your friends having a laugh just like them same feelings are invoked them exact same feelings are invoked through fear through anger and the and with inside the self they're very hard to decipher unless you're somebody who has done a lot of work you can you can tune into them and feel the, the levels of that yeah. but society and all social media and look at for example with covid now and the lockdown it's pulling on that aspect within the human experience you know we already had i mean look at our parents and stuff like that our older generation what do they watch all the time yeah. the news yeah. why because it's fear driven it's tapping into that aspect within you that gives you that sort of it gives you a hit of pleasure because they don't know any different you know yeah. and, and that's why they keep tuning in every single day they're not tuning in to to have a laugh and to smile they're tuning in to feel that that connection to to to, to that desire that's that um that pulls on that aspect in you that wants you to be in that fear mode you know what i mean definitely it's it's it we, we can become dependent on these emotional states because it's it's safer for us to feel them it's more comfortable because it all stems down to our childhoods and um childhood trauma so what I wanted to touch on was fragmentation. So what fragmentation is, say that you come into this experience, you're, you're a child, you know, you're just looking at the world. There's no distinction between me and you. You know, we're all, you know, you, f you feel connected. Everything's all part of you. What fragmentation is, is say if I was, if I was a child and I was being loud and my mom came in and she'd be like, oh, you know, stop being so loud. You know, the neighbors are going to hear. I, as a fragmentation process, I then learn to disassociate from the part of me that's loud and further identify with the part of me that's, you know, quiet. And what that does is it, it shames the aspect of myself that feels that way. And you can actually become dependent on the feeling of shame. And on this, because, sorry, I'm going off a bit there. We can become dependent on the feeling of, of shame because it's, it's what we know it's it's known and our mind always wants to go to the known because it's we can predict it more it's familiar so to push to the unknown and feel something new is quite scary for a lot of people so that's why social media companies kind of take advantage of this emotional dependency um i think this is what's playing out 
in the social justice warrior culture, you know, it's it's part of ourselves that want to be seen as virtuous and we're totally denying aspects of ourselves that might have a, a politically incorrect thought. But what it's this was talked about in George Orwell's 1984 and it's when someone doesn't have a, a thought that goes along with what um, what the government has to say. It's they invoke something inside themselves called crime stop or stopping crime think and what that is is like a self-imposed state of cognitive dissonance and would they do that because you know it's a in the internal fragmentation happens again your internal parent criticizes the thought that you've just had and so that's how the cycle keeps going it's a it's it's absolutely ingenious how you know the elites are controlling this virus in terms of like oh it's the it's the people that don't wear the masks that are causing all this it's their fault it's an absolutely ingenious manipulation of human psychology it's this self and other dynamic and i you know you've got to give them credit for how amazing in, uh, that is i love to love that and it's um you know i think but to get to that level you know that understanding of how how deep the psyche goes that's how, because when you work on your own journey and you start going through your own levels of conditioning, your own own levels of tra- trauma, and you start unraveling the deepest aspects and understand how many different forces have been pulling us in certain directions, you actually, when you get to that point with inside yourself, you start understanding like how clever of a game that is going on. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times when one of the arguments with this conversation is in the in the field of spirituality, you get a lot of people maybe who've just started the work and stuff like that, and they come in at this perspective of spirituality, and it's like it's all love and light, it's all love and light, yeah. right? And um, you know, from that position, when you have that perspective. Maybe then people who are just thinking it's all of and light haven't gone to them deeper aspects within inside of the self to understand the, the, the deeper shadows within inside the self that are pulling out, pulling out and pulling out in society. But then to understand that and look at your, look at reality that's going on around you and understand how that everything that's being manipulated here is pulling on them deeper aspects. You're like, there's a, it's not just, it's not just all love and light, you know, there's a, there's a bigger, there's a bigger grand plan that has been playing out in this country, this country, the world, for thousands of years, where, like, you spoke about the algorithms, like, you know, we have our own internal algorithms, like, that are, um, you know, that have been dictated to from, from a young age, and, and, and then them algorithms get put on top of every, the quadmire of everything else that you have in your life, and from that position, you can't, like, um, you know, you can't even, like, find, a, find space within inside the self to just break free from them patterns, and then on top of that, you know, we'll have the world now, you've got like the fear, you know, you put add fear to that, where like people, are, um, you know, people at one time on the planet, you would, that internal algorithm with inside the self was always dictated to by force with outside yourself, for example, a doctor and stuff like that. And then internal, internal algorithms that have, all, that have been dictating our rhythms are present now in the media telling you that you should be faithful, telling you that you should stay in the house. But then now there's a resurgence of our own internal, like our true internal algorithms within inside ourselves that are now coming forward and going, ah, does this quite feel right? I mean, should I, should I really be wearing a mask if it really is a health crisis? Should I be covering my mouth and preventing the, the one greatest tool for health, for, for healing, the, which is the, which is allowing clean oxygen to come in the body? You know, that's just one aspect of this. You can look for, is this is these traumas that are um, that are going to be invoked through people wearing masks and young babies not even being able to recognise the mothers with the, through the facial facial recognition through having the social distancing of like the friends in school and being aware that they can't touch the friends they can't go close to the friends and stuff like this this goes so deep and I think when you start realising how you start start realising that level of sophistication within the psyche 
you can really start like picking apart of how in our daily lives through everything that we're seeing everything that we're interacting with it's pulling on certain parts of us you know and like telling us to dictate this rhythm to do this wear a mask or you know you should be in fear live in fear like it's hard to navigate that definitely i think we've been groomed um since well we have been groomed from a very young age you know you i started nursery at the age of three and from then you start a process of like learning to externalize learning to you start to develop the capacity to learn to be told what to do all the time you know you're asked to go to the toilet you're asked to do all these things you're told when you can play you can do all these things and what why fear is such an ingenious tool for manipulation is because it wants people to externalize their power when people are fearful they don't you know they don't want to take self-responsibility they want to externalize and say oh well it's all right the government will um the government will sort this out they've you know they can give us they'll lock everybody down and that'll stop the virus that'll make us safe you know well it's like what's happening is is that we don't want to take any sort of responsibility for ourselves it's the victim yeah, mentality yeah it's a, people are addicted to a victim mentality and i know that because i've seen that in my own life you know when i've had things happen to us i've kind of latched onto this victim mentality because it's safer and it's it takes more responsibility to take ownership of how you know you've played a part in in certain things in your life like Kanye west gave this beautiful example in the joe rogan podcast when he said like he would go on to Pornhub and he would say something about human trafficking, but he'd cover that up because he didn't want to like see that he was playing a part in, you know, the bigger picture of what's happening. Everybody wants to criticize, but nobody wants to take internal responsibility for themselves. Like this is what's happening with the social justice movement. It's to claim, oh, I'm so virtuous. You know, I have the right way of thinking. I'm so, you know, I'm all for equality and things like that, but they don't want to take responsibility or or admit that they might have thoughts that you know are are not politically correct or they might generalize or or shame certain groups of society it's like there's a brilliant meme by made by jim bob on instagram where it's it says um i want to end racism and then the other person replies back saying only racists can end racism because i'm still playing with this thought at the moment i have spoke about it a couple of times but this is i love this bob marley song where it says like give us the teachings of the majesty we don't want the devil's philosophy because what these isms and schisms all these sorts of things it's um so it's just just for example say sex sex is the distinction between you know male biological organs and female organs I know they've tried to grapple that a bit and, and skew the lines of it but on its base level that's what sex is and what sexism is, is to practice that realm of thought. It's, you know, the realm of thought is, oh, I'm distinguishing differences between male and female. So to make it an ism is to make it a practice. So Terence McKenna has the, the, the quote, thought can't go where the roads of language haven't been built. Yeah. And so, to, so to, to overly focus on differences between sex is your your you know you're late you're relaying that road you're you know yeah you're resurfacing it you're making that practice more of a, more pre- I don't know. more clean yeah you're making you're making it more of a practice so ironically if you're overly focused on sexism you are very sexist because mm-hmm. you're you're I can't I don't think of the word for it but it's like you're um perpetuating that realm of thought 
that that kind of goes for all areas of life you know like i mean through through my own my own subjective experience it seems to be that the process that i'm on at the minute is you know with, with every single angle and i used the example of sex here but you can go use it for food you can use it for every single aspect of your life it seems that that what a lot of people are doing who are doing this deep work is that it's a clean that we're cleaning out them systems you know them systems that that no longer serve the self you know when you've seen before about um Kanye West, I want to touch on that. Because I watched that uh, that podcast from Joe Rogan, we watched it together. And what I thought was re- very um, powerful about that conversation was that, you know, Kanye West, for people who don't know, I know a lot of people have, because um, I think there's a culture in society at the moment where you hear about a certain person and the media, pep- pep- kind of, pep- what's it called? Patriotism, them, sorry. Yeah. Like perpetrates them, patriotism, whatever. Puts patriotism in a way that, like, you know, it, it pulls on the... They do this to conspiracy theorists, you know, they, they, they pull on an aspect with a vulnerable aspect within them to try and diminish their whole message or what they've said before, something maybe they've said before to tarnish the whole the whole information that they're speaking about. And it's it's kind of... It's it's really... From what I noticed about that podcast, it's really beautiful to actually see people who are in positions of, like, higher positions of power, you know. And I, don't, I don't mean power in the sense of, like, ruling over people's minds and stuff like that, but in a sense they are because... These people are like, for example, Kanye West is someone who is in the media. He's got a lot of, um, he's got a lot of followers on Instagram and stuff. You know, he's, he's, um, he's on TVs. He's in the places where the minds like us aren't really watching yeah. and focusing on. Power of influence. Yeah, power of influence. But at the same time, he seems like he's he's somebody who is, he's been embedded in that world and he has a business mindset. But he's tuned them finer senses of em- of the of the levels of empathy with inside himself to see self is. To see self as not just an individual, but as other. Yeah. And I feel like right now in the world, when you look, when we look around, especially with this COVID situation, we we are analysing human beings who are and haven't haven't developed that aspect within inside themselves. Yeah. They haven't done any shadow work within them, inside themselves. They're not even not even like looking after the health. Like I mean, you just look at them as a pinnacle of health. You don't look at these characters and these leaders around the world. And then not even that, you just have to listen to the to the words that come out of their mouths. How do they carry themselves? Yeah. You know, did do are, are them people who um do them feel like people who who have had like have had real subjective experiences that have that have that have changed their behaviour inside themselves or are them somebody who is just running on the loop? Just like the algorithms we expressed before. It seems like these leaders are working on these algorithms. So when someone like Kanye West comes through and he's in that influential position of power and he's somebody who's went through them internal systems with inside himself and cleaned a lot of stuff out to put himself in a position where he can see um, multiple options and understand like multiple perspectives from all different walks of life to me that's it's really refreshing that um, we can see that because for a long time on this planet we haven't seen that and I feel like as people that's what it seems like you know, I know on a, just to give a positive note, we have this, we have this perceptual reality that, that we are seeing unfold on TV. We have these leaders who are spewing this, this stuff in your heart that you know might not feel right. But at the same time, you have to remember that it's just one state of perceptual awareness. I mean, look, for example, look how many people have viewed that episode. So for example, you take Joe Rogan's podcast and you look at that Kanye West episode, that was 10 million views. And then you look at it also as well, the Alex Jones podcast that Alex Jones did, that was already up to 10 million views. And then you take, for example, another Joe Rogan podcast where you had someone like, you know, a comedian or or someone more mainstream. It had a, a more mainstream sort of thing. It wasn't like t- touching the, the bigger questions of life. Yeah. The views were very low. So it's kind of like, 
it kind of seems to me that the world around us and the media and TV are like are portraying a reality that isn't the reality that's that people are craving and people are feeling inside themselves. Yeah. And that's why, like for example, you take the example of COVID. You've got all these, um, you've got all these, you've got you've got all this news media and stuff like that portraying this one sense of reality. Then you have this other reality, that this other beautiful reality that's underneath all that. That's that's starting to blossom and starting to grow. Yeah. You know, you've got people listening to this now who are, who are aware of that reality. Like their reality with inside themselves now, they just can't even see the reality of like of buying it. They know they can feel what's coming, what they're trying to portray. But at yeah. the same time, there's a bigger reality in people now that's like it is coming forward. You know, it's 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 roaring. Yeah, definitely. And I think what I want to make the point of um, people can only meet you to the depths that they've met themselves. And when you look at these leaders like Boris Johnson and things like that, you can see that he is ha- a guy that hasn't done the deep work. And so how can you expect him to take your needs into account when he hasn't even met himself? So um, a lot of people have been kicking off about this thing about school meals. I think there's been a vote to not give kids school meals over half term or something like that. I don't know the ins and outs of it. But if you look at this on a deeper level, it's like people, what's what's underneath the anger of that is like people want to, people want to feel like their needs are being taken into account of as well. And because Boris Johnson or these leaders aren't people that have done this deep work and who have the capability of deep empathy for other people, it's like they're not, they're not enforcing rules that take other people into account or are empathetic towards other people. So when someone like Kanye West comes along and who who has been the fire been through the fire, like I like how he says, you know, he says he didn't go through a, a breakdown, he went through a breakthrough because that's what this deep pain and is the deep pain and this kind of falling apart of your life is meant to teach you. It's meant to be so you can have a breakthrough and push forward. And I think a lot of people, you know, I think it's a beautiful process to go through. I've been, I've been through that process where I've been through a breakthrough, like a breakdown and a subsequent, a subsequent bit breakthrough. But what a lot of people do when they're going through that breakdown is they, they externalize their pain again. They go to the doctors, they get put on antidepressants, and it stops them from like seeing the true cause of what was, what was underlying the true cause of what was underlying the the deep depression. You know, um. I think what we need to do as a society is start really taking ownership of our own feelings and stop externalizing and blaming other people. Stop having this victim perpetrator mentality and take ownership of yourself. That, sorry, but I just think because um, once we start taking ownership of our own lives, this system that wants us all dependent on it can't do shit. It's like if we if we get our own land and start growing our own food and like take ownership of our health and every sort of other aspect of our life they're powerless they can't control you in the way that they mm. want to control you i think as well also as well if you want to start taking ownership of them emotions they can't control you as well once you start understanding the deep deep root of where they're coming from when you when you said before about the like the breakthrough like you, you're right because if you take for example look at the example of the of covid what's going on now like as a you know like how they, they call covid it like I'm putting this in quotation marks, but they say it's a health crisis. But if, like, if it is a real health crisis, their 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 way of dealing with a health crisis is to to cover cover your fears, right? <laughs> Stay away from other human beings, and eat McDonald's. Yeah, and that's their level of consciousness, you know. Yeah. And this is this is not only just a level of consciousness that has been has. To be honest with you, 
this that level of consciousness has been on the planet for a long time you know like the pharmaceutical industry you know instead of like when you have depression or something like that you you go to the doctors for a pill you numb it out it's the same thing like the, the alcohol culture you know as a as a man i can speak coming through that you know if you, you don't de- you don't deal with your emotions you don't cry so what you do instead of that you bottle it all up and you have a drink on a friday night and you go and fight with someone you don't even understand and don't even know yeah. and they're doing the exact same thing and then culturally that's passed down passed down again and again and men and women don't have a way of dealing with the emotions and understanding the true aspect of the self and when you don't do that that's when you start making decisions that don't interest you you can't expand your mind to see other realities that are mere coexisting with the one that the tv is telling you yeah. and that's the kind of the, the cycle that is a civilization we're in all the time you know they're just they put the pumping out this this sh- shite all the time it's like you know the film they live where yeah. they like, obviously to put on the glasses and it's like consume conform yeah. consume conform it's kind of like that all the time you know it's just like it's just hitting you hard all the time from every single angle like if you've got your phone that's doing it now yeah. and then you've got like then the, add, on, add on top of that now you've got the the sort of the lens that we come through where the, the internet was birthing and we could like we could go on youtube you know you could type in a documentary or you could or your feed was still full of something that was positive but now they're like like for example they delete like they're deleting all them accounts like the millions and millions of accounts the other week that were like that were all for like your consciousness that were all helping you that were like all trying to navigate a different sense of reality yeah. and now them all them accounts have gone you know all the youtube channels that were sort of promoting a, a new way of thinking are all gone yeah and i know there's other platforms that are birthing and things like that but it's like you know i feel like we're at a point now where we have to like take 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 great ownership of of the rhythms of inside yourself instead of like always relying upon like you know like the news or a president or boris johnson like look at them for like these are the gods these are the gods like actually look at the gods and like are they gods you know ask yourself that question when you look in the eyes of them do they serve are them truly serving that deeper part of yourself and not no definitely not that was a bit of a run no it's absolutely (laughs) great um what i was was gonna talk about i was gonna um briefly mention about censorship and I think what's happening with censorship at the moment is it's deeply patronizing you know it's somebody it's the big tech companies it's the government saying we can't let you watch these dangerous conspiracy theories because your little fragile minds you know might be getting ideas (laughs) too weak (laughs) they're too weak you little minds can't uh, can't think for yourselves but I think that's a deeply deeply patronizing way to come across it it's it's this tyrannical the tyrannical government just saying like we're gonna we're gonna control where your thought can and can't go it's it's complete control of control of your mind your consciousness and i just uh, i've lost my trailer now, well, I'll, I'll quickly add to that while you think you thought i was gonna say it's kind of in a way like saying to you that and we've talked about this before but it's kind of saying that you cannot be you know, you can't be exposed to a piece of information. I think you taught me this. You can't be exposed to a piece of information and you can't still think for yourself. You can't have the ability yeah. when you're exposed to a piece of information to analyze. But look, look, everyone who, I guarantee everyone who's watching this and listening to this right now has been exposed to information right now that they have changed their mind on. Yeah. Because that's what it is to be a human. You know, you're like, you're meant to be exposed to multiple perspectives. And then from there, you get a choice whether I choose to take it in or do I choose to discard it. Yeah. And I think... As a civilization right now, we're at a point where we don't, I don't really think what we understand, what the impact of that is, you know, because I think we're kind of just like blase, just think like, oh, it's, the YouTube channel's down, it's gone and stuff like that. 
but it's slowly like look it's slowly coming like it's 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 taking up higher and higher they're taking down the bigger channels it's coming you know from every single angle and i know right now people are going to be like thinking well they can take all the youtube channels down the want and i'm still going to think differently yes but where's the attention of the kids like where's the kids at yeah. you know because it's clear to see what, what patterns the kids are out in now. We're living in a technological world where they're on the iPhones and stuff like that. And how do they navigate that reality? Like at one time, I remember when I was young, and I would like be searching on YouTube, and a video would pop up in the algorithms that was about UFOs, or it was about like alternative history, or it was about a conspiracy, whatever it was. And then I would watch that, and it would just I would t- I would watch it in a way that which with like with mystery and with like or that there may be not something quite right with the world and it would spark new emotions within inside myself and it would take us down another beautiful rabbit hole. Yeah. And it would, and then that created the human that I am now. And I would say that I'm someone who's a balanced human. But like who, and I'm not saying there's no work to do, but I'm saying that I am, I recognise that I'm a balanced human. And um, when I look around at the world, I see a lot of unbalanced humans and they haven't done that. They haven't looked through, they haven't had the opportunity to, not that they haven't had the opportunity, but they haven't. The, that attention hasn't been brought brought to them, and they accidentally maybe didn't find that video. That, yeah. that the video that I found, or the video that someone else found. Like someone else found a video now that led them to this podcast. You know, yeah. so like, but that natural cycle and that natural rhythm is being trying to be dictated and pulled out of society, so that they can dictate to you what type of human you want to be. It's kind of like what um. We, you know, watch Westworld on Netflix. It's kind of like the world's leading us in a way of like these, these atomical humans where like, because if anyone's seen Westworld, like maybe some spoilers alert here, but Westworld's a program on Netflix, a TV program, and it's basically like a, a world in the, like it's sort of a, a it's, in the mond, it's in the Monday world, but it's kind of like, it's a, a world that's set in the a cowboy and westerns where these people can go in and they can do anything they want to these sort of supposedly autonomous EIs, human beings, where they can like have sex with them, they can fight them, they can shoot them, play out these narratives that they maybe they don't get to play out in their daily life, and they play out all the deepest fantasies. But it's kind of like we're already them EIs, you know, in the world now. Like we, our patterns are already being dictated in us aware which the EIs in Westworld are. Like we're on these loops constantly, and we we we're not even getting an opportunity to feed different loops within inside of ourselves when all these videos and different things are being pulled down. Definitely. I've got a quote here by Blaise Pascal, um, which says, we know the truth not only by reason, but also by the heart. And truth truth is something that is true on a microcosmic level and a macrocosmic level. And what what truth is, is like, it's an, you feel it. You know, it's not just a thought, you actually feel it. And when you see these mainstream media narratives like um, Sky News and all this sort of stuff, you, you listen to these scientists talk that, you know, promoting the mainstream agenda but I don't feel that they're being truthful you look into their eyes and they're spouting very intelligent words but I can't resonate with them my intuition's telling me that they're not being truthful and what I think needs to happen is there needs to be a balance between convergent focus and divergent focus and what convergent focus is is say I'm looking at this microphone in front of me now I'm using convergent focus because um, this whole universe is made up of particle and wave and particle is matter. So when I'm using convergent focus, I'm focusing on matter. Divergent focus, however, is when you're focused on the wave, the energy. So that'd be when you're focused on the sensations in your body, the emotions. 
Um, yoga is a great tool to kind of find that union and alignment between them two focuses. And it takes you out of like, you know, just saying something and just going, just buying it. You know, it tell it it allows you to kind of get in tune with your body and, and ask yourself, how does this feel for me? It it's help it helps you take responsibility of the of the information that you do that you do get fed. And it helps you take responsibility of your emotions, which then therefore projects out into other aspects of your life. And I think what what the world needs is more people to just start, you know, sitting with themselves. Blaise Pascal's also got another quote saying, all men's miseries derive not f- and from not being able to sit in a quiet room alone, you know, just allowing just to, to sit with themselves and feel the emotions that come up, feel all the different things that you've been numbing out your whole life. And it, you know, feeling can sometimes, <laughs> sometimes can feel scary because we've been taught to externalize and numb this out. But once you start feeling, you start becoming a more whole and embodied version of yourself. It's kind of, I've got two things I went out of that I wrote a little note there but um, you said something really beautiful but to touch on the, the end point you said because I thought of something else there as well when you were talking about the, the sense of like sitting with your sitting with yourself and things like that and how when the when these emotions come up they can be scary they do they do feel scary you know like speaking as a young man that when you're like when you're like taught a certain way that these emotions you know feeling and stuff like that's not a really good thing you know it's, it's, a, it's a sign of weakness you kind of like have that that algorithm in your head that's telling you that as these come through so you just as a society like i said before with alcohol and stuff like that you kind of just you just like push them push them to one side and not face them but actually when you when you do like start overcoming a few of them you actually start realizing that bliss can be found in them you know because you get through that window with inside the self where you start acknowledging acknowledging maybe feelings that you've pushed aside you start cleaning them out it's like yeah. an energetic process you yeah. know that um you know, it gets it gets kind of to like what you've seen before about how, because the way I see the world now, and this is the way that I feel that the world needs to go to, is that we've kind of like the the world's being perpetrated in a, in a way to us that's like it's physical, it's just physical matter, and that's all it is. But when you start sitting with yourself and start realizing how these thoughts have an energetic current that's tied to every single cell in your body, and you do a practice of yoga, you take psychedelics, and you start feeling these sensations where past things in your life start like you start they don't they no longer can have the same same sort of attachment as they used to inside of the self when you clear them out you start realizing that maybe and then from there you start also realizing how them thoughts and feelings that were attached to you once cleaned out affect your reality and how you see the world and how you interact with many different people how you treat people how you treat yourself how things manifest in your life that's when you kind of realize that the world isn't just a physical place it's a spiritual place and um i kind of feel like that's where all this like fear is and the fear in the world's now coming from with covid and stuff because it's like it's kind of to keep you in that like that like, like that locked in mentality that i'm just my physical body like mm-hmm. you stay scared in your little physical body that's all you are you know wear your little mask and be a little good boy but kind of when you're like when you tune into that sense with inside yourself and you realize that this place isn't just that you're no longer like scared by like you know you're not scared by if there was a real virus you're not scared because what you're going to do you're going to hide away for the for the rest of your life and not have the experience that you your birthright that you're meant to be immersed in this human experience are you just going to like stay away locked in your little you know your little meat suit and be like Oh, I'm so scared of the world. Look at me. Oh, Bill, please vaccinate me. <laughs> <laughs> Bend over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
But you know I mean, what I mean? Yeah. It's a bit of a run point, you know? No, I think that plays into the, the deeper agenda of, you know, merging human consciousness with artificial intelligence. This kind of... What fear does, it, it, it does keep us focused on matter and the material reality that we live in. And so what they're doing is like they're saying, oh, we're going to lock down, you can't go outside. But you can watch Netflix, you can play on video games, and we're going to make them more immersive. We're going to make the experience more immersive. So when when people are immersed in this AI reality, they can sort of live out that Westworld type of fantasy that they have, where they're like, they can kill anything, they can be anybody they want to be, not realising that we'll live in this physical reality to do that, you know? The... It's to do that, pe- kill pe- people. <laughs> not to do that, but to like, <laughs> you know, just to, just yeah, but just, just to live your life, just to explore, taste, touch, but do it in a, you know, a, a moral way. What I think the, the game is for the elite, the people that are in charge is, it is to people that say, why, well, why would they want us to merge our consciousness with AI? I think that plays into a, a, something much deeper that um, maybe might be a little bit esoteric for this podcast no no nothing's esoteric <laughs> to esoteric for this podcast well, <laughs> it's something to do with like you know this it's creating a collective hive mind which will eventually terraform the planet and maybe go off into other planets but what i really wanted to to get into is um i think what the elite are doing when they're making us scared and scared and vulnerable is to get us very reactive and not being in a place that's coming from you know a reasoned response and it's like this hegelian dialectic so what hegelian dialectic is is you have like a there's a problem so there's a a thesis which is like one perspective and an antithesis which is another perspective and if there's you know free speech and freedom of thought and people can get together in a space which is safe without censorship people can you know talk out their sides and relate and reach a, a synthesis of the two opposing points of view and move forward from that more balanced perspective what this censorship is doing is getting you know say i don't know uh, the BL, the black lives matter movement and supposed white supremacists it's getting those two groups but it's taken out it's taken out the the place to have a, a conversation it's get it's just focusing on censorship and what that does is it, it it allows the the powers that be the elite to come in and create a manipulation where it's like problem reaction reaction solution as david i calls it and it's it's not an organic place of people you know people having two opposing opinions and talking it out it's coming from a place of we want to go the elites have an idea of where they want to take the world and they're going to use this problem reaction solution method to sway it in that way i kind of feel like that's what's playing out with with the the covid situation now you know you have these two groups of people you know you've got the the people who can as you as you say it how do you say it again you have the people who say this world that's coming where it's like a sort of a, a biomedical state where everything's tracked everything's yeah, watched surveillance so state. like a uh, medical surveillance state where everything inside yourself is you know analyzed and looked you tracked where you go you're allowed to go here if you do this if you do that and you've got this kind of other world you know where people are, are sort of taking taking the powers back but they're kind of like creating these two groups of people where everyone's focusing on each other because i've been guilty of this where i'll be like focusing on um i'll be focusing on someone who's who's wearing a mask or something and like i'll have these feelings that are invoked through is when i see someone with a mask and i'm just kind of like and it's kind of something i'm working on you know where i'll see someone with a mask and i'll be like oh my god fucking hell 
like what are we queuing you know but like then at the same time it's like realizing that you know they have a right to wear the mask just like i have the right to wear a mask and that's not the right solution and at the same time it seems like that's what they're trying to do they're cleverly designing a reality in a way where we waste time focusing on each other and who's right and who's wrong instead of like actually looking at where's this really coming from you know where's the where's the real players in this yeah exactly i think that's something that i've realized inside myself because i used to be very into politics and i used to get so worked up like how some how could someone vote conservative how could someone you know vote this this so different from me but when i like now that i've stopped really identifying with politics and this political movement it's like what i can what i can say on the deeper level is everybody just wants what's best for themselves and their families it's like that's something that we can all agree on we all want what's best for ourselves and our families and you know one person's perspective might be a little bit different from another person's perspective but that's the deep underlying layer of it and maybe if more people like could spend time just trying to find the what the the thing that we have in common with other people instead of focusing on differences i kind of feel as well that like um the whole political system is designed in a way to push that out you know like for example um you know, when I look at political parties, I don't, I don't agree with any of them. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't look at any of them and go like, yeah, that's someone who I'm going to worship as a god. You know, yeah. I, I don't think we should ever worship anyone as a god, god other than yourself. You know, but um, I don't look at them and go, oh they, yeah, they've they've got to figure it out. Oh, this side's got to figure it out. Mm. You know, or you know what I mean. And uh, I kind of think it. We need like a whole on like a whole um, what's it called? Like a whole remapping of that system where like. We have people who come through who say who don't go. Oh, I identify as this. I identify as that. I'm this. I'm that. I'm this box. You kind of need someone who just comes from a human level and just says, "I'm me. This is it. Like you know, this is me. Yeah. Listen to what. Listen to what I'm saying instead of what color t-shirt I'm wearing. Listen to what I'm saying instead of what flag I'm holding. Listen to what I'm saying instead of. I don't know. I don't have anything else yeah, to say. <laughs> just like, yeah, using your own intuition when you look at somebody instead of just like listening to the word magic that they speak. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's insane. Like, I can't remember what I was watching, but it was talking about the social justice movement. And it was, it's, it seems like companies and companies and corporations and those sorts of things have found like the lowest commodity mm. lowest value commodity like oh we can strip away your all your rights but we'll respect you because you're transgender and it's like this is the superficial level that we've got to now in politics and the media and the world and it's i i don't want to i feel like i sound overly cynical in these podcasts but i just feel like you know if just people i just want people to start taking responsibility for themselves it's hard, you know, it's, it's hard not to be over cynical because you know we can you're as a human being we're all like the more you go on the path of spirituality you start arising them empath, I can't say it empathic abilities within inside mm-hmm. yourself um, and you want to help people you know because I think that's it gets to a point in the journey where you do the work and you focus a lot on yourself and then it gets to a point where eventually you turn that outside yourself and um, you can help people I wanted to um, I want to change it up a bit right because I wanted to speak as I haven't spoke about this. I was wanting to do an observe my thoughts around it, and I want to see what you think about this. But I had a dream right where I know I spoke this a while ago, but I had this weird and wacky dream, 
and I really wanted to like bring it forward just case from your own ego case imagine it actually happens or something you know and I'm like I was the first one to see it look <laughs> at me I'm a mystic <laughs> now but I had this dream where so basically where I have these three different types of dreams where I have like a so I have like a this is how I've distinguished with these three different dreams I have a lucid dream a vivid dream and a, and a dream that's sort of a, a vision and when the vision comes through it's like it's kind of dream where I'm not I'm not fully sort of in the dream I have like sort of a perspective where I'm like watching it on a TV sort of thing and this dream that come through in particular it was in regards to um, some sort of solar event that's going to happen on the planet and what happened is is if I can fully remember this in my mind now but basically the the sun disappeared and it went through different cycles where it went from had like a red pentagon on it it sort of it went the, the shadow of the planet changed the planet the, the, the sun disappeared and also as well the it had this it gives this perspective of like a vision where the planet sort of flipped its hemispheres like the two the, the poles on the planet shifted and everyone on the planet was in sort of despair and didn't know what was going to happen because the planet went into darkness and then the planet obviously came back up and i looked at this guy and he went this is the new birthing of human consciousness and I kind of feel like I know these dreams do sometimes have deep rooted levels of of, you, of the subconscious, but I kind of feel like these things have, have happened on the planet where, you know, it's clear to see that we're going through this cycle now where, in my opinion, COVID is highlighting a pivotal point in human experience where we get this opportunity to to choose one way or we choose another way, or maybe we get to all collectively choose a certain way, but we get a sort of change a few things that or change quite a few things that weren't working or something and highlight deeper aspects you know and um i feel like especially over the last few years of my life dreams and stuff like that have been they've been coming in a way that's like maybe it's because like i said i'm doing more i'm doing more deeper work so the purpose the so the the aspect of the dreams coming forward in a in a stronger in a stronger light but I kind of feel like these elements of society, we need to like start like holding more forward on a pedestal instead of just thinking like, oh, it's just a dream, you know, or, or it's just a, an altered state of consciousness. I kind of feel like we need to start like entering these states more and, and, and using them to navigate the, the the physical because I think cultures in the past, they used to do that, you know, like all these cultures that now are being pushed out, you know, and stuff like that and are, are no longer there anymore kind of used to map their whole reality through that you know they they would take they would take have an ayahuasca ceremony ceremony or take psychedelics or have these you know these rituals where they play music and ec- ecstatic dance and they would like use them to to you know to navigate to navigate the senses in this world and um i kind of feel that's just i don't know i kind of feel that's it's kind of disheartened because if you look around at the world now what's happening is is we're already sort of like coming in our houses and hiding away and stuff and it's kind of like music events and traveling and the ability to like to integrate with other cultures and have that experience where you you integrate with other cultures and see what type of foods they eat, what type of music they listen to. You you mix with people who have different opinions. It's not just one dimensional. It's kind of like and I'm just getting negative again, but it's we need to like fight for them elements. Like these are the elements of the human experience that that are the birthing of the new world. And if them elements are took out of society, where you can't do that. I mean, look even for example, look through COVID. Look at the the industries that are that can't function. It's holistic practices. You know, yeah. all the holistic practices can't function, but the mainstream, the mainstream um, medical side of things is functioning. Mm. You know, you can't like 
like retreats are closed down like my retreat got cancelled because of it you know um these holistic ways of seeing the world which when you do the deep work you start realizing that these holistic methods are methods that actually really serve the human spirit more than the other other ones do you know because i think the other ones are just serving mind they're not really serving spirit yeah and and uh, you kind of get this picture where like these elements need to be more pushed forward and that one we're saying before about like Kanye west because Kanye west kind of like he kind of highlighted this this mind to me that's someone who and obviously let's talk about how Kanye west is he wants to be uh wants to stand for president doesn't he yeah and i kind of feel like imagine like a leader right who was in a position of power where he understood them elements you know like who was it again like um was it terence mckenna said all the world leaders or something should have like should be dosed with ayahuasca was it graham hancock oh it might be graham hancock yeah he said all these world leaders should before they even get it to be a chance to be present it should be dosed with uh, like sex six ceremonies of um of ayahuasca yeah I kind of feel like the whole world needs that, you know. Like it needs like um, there was a meme where like it had a helicopter going across the planet and it was like just blasting everyone with like um, ayahuasca out the back of it. Yeah. I kind of feel like all the leaders should be should do that. You um remember when we were going to do that? Uh, we were going to do a petition in the early of COVID where we were going to do a, oh. a campaign for Bill Gates to take to have six sessions of ayahuasca. Yeah. And if he takes six sessions of ayahuasca, then we will take the vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel like we need that. We need like a need to get bill gates like we need to start a petition where we get bill gates to like <laughs> to take ayahuasca yeah. and if he doesn't if he, if he doesn't we make it mandatory just like he's going to try and make it mandatory for us to take vaccines <laughs> i genuinely wonder if bill gates is going to take the vaccine do you mm. think he would take it i mean he probably would but he's he's probably not there anyway he's, he's gone you know he's glazed over anyway so i don't yeah. think it would kind of matter to him you know he's kind of like he's up to me somebody i don't like the call anyone but he's kind of someone who pushes the language that he uses and the way that he holds himself and the mannerisms and the knowledge that he puts across it's kind of to me someone who's gone he's long gone anyway you know yeah very deep in the and i'm kind of not even sure like if six ayahuasca ceremonies will affect him because i think it was it dennis mckenna was on the podcast years ago right and he said um he said you can still take ayahuasca and still be an arsehole (laughs) and i kind of feel like half of these people in power might take ayahuasca and they'll still come out being an arsehole. Mm. I don't know, sometimes I feel like a, a brutal lesson is what people need. And I think 2020 for a lot of people is going to be an absolutely brutal lesson of like w- the way the world's going, we can't, it can't keep functioning like this. Like it's, it's, it's basically just showing how, how fragile the whole system is. And you take away commerce and business for a couple of weeks and the whole thing collapses. So what it is showing us is that we do need to create more sustainable systems, living in harmony with the land, ourselves more. And I think that's what I was pointing at at the start of the podcast. It's like the polarity. You can't, you can't really desire something unless you've experienced the, the opposite of it. And I think what 2020 is doing is this might get a little bit esoteric for people, but this is something that I, I really believe in. It's not I, esoteric. Listen, as you know, this podcast, people are open, man. Okay. I know okay. you're just seeing it as like in passing, you know? Okay. But I think it's just me trying to... Go fucking deep. Okay. I'm going there. <laughs> <laughs> so what I really believe in is because how I've, cause I've seen it manifest in my own life is that Abraham Hicks talks about this, is that the minute you desire something, your higher self becomes a, a vibrational match to that. And what you need to do is get yourself in a vibrational place that's in alignment with your higher self and then you you manifest it. 
So what what I think 2020 is doing is collectively, unconsciously, we're all desiring a better system, a better way. You know, we're living more holistically with ourselves, the environment, each other. And that's that's what the new world is. You know, when people talk about the, the 5D, the new earth, that's what it is. It's it's all of our collective desires and higher selves in creating the new world. So basically what we need to do is get into alignment with that. But, you know, it's hard, it's hard to get in alignment when people are starving, when people are desperate and they're hungry. So... It puts you out of balance, you know, it, puts yeah. you in that immediate, that um, sort of that reptilian state of mind. It does. Fight it, or flight. So I think that's what they're trying desperate, desperately do. If things were too comfortable, that would manifest a lot sooner. So the powers that be are trying to kind of hold on to what they can. Connor, I was going to add, I was going to add something to that again about what were you saying there again at the end. I've just lost my train of thought. I don't about, know why. Uh, the power oh, sorry. I was going to speak about Dolores Cannon because I definitely recommend anyone listening to this podcast now or watching go and check out Dolores Cannon. She's there past now, but she was like, she was somebody who was definitely tuning into this in a spirit, if you want to call it that. And she had this video I watched once about about talking about the splitting of the earth. And she said how in our lives now, as as we live our lives, there is multiple parallel realities that are all in sync going alongside each other. And when you like, as you said, you when you when you sort of start changing yourself and you become a vibrational match to a new to a new reality or a new frequency, you're kind of being like sort of flicks into that one, you know, and it jumps into that 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 state of reality. And she said that she predicted that this time and era on the planet there would be like a there would be a splitting of that, there would be a splitting of consciousness where you have two groups of people who like who go into this new world, you know, maybe that's more abundant and more aligned to the self, and you'd go to this world that's more dependent upon dependent on systems with outside the self and it's clear to see that's that's you know that looks like what's going on you know you've got two groups of people i mean some of my close friends you know they're like they're kneel and thumb sort of like completely abiding by the rules that they're being told the forces outside themselves and you've got like people like me i mean you and all our other close friends who are like saying nah screw this i'm gonna gonna do what i what, what i'm doing but i kind of feel like maybe covid is like a spiritual test you know it's a test of like everything's a test you know the whole reality is a test when you go you dive into your dreams you do all this deep work everything's a test every conversation interaction is a test but i kind of feel like it's a it's like a spiritual test on a grand scale to see like who's willing to like who is willing to like push the boundaries and go to that next level i, I said this before there's like a song where it says um by nasni says the strong will continue do you have it in you i kind of feel we're like this with it's like this point in civilization where you get like you either you either gonna like get to realize that you have that you are a, um, a being that has more sovereignty over yourself, and you can like dictate the rhythms of your reality through through your through your mindscape, and you then and then from there you can start understanding that this world is more of an integrated like spiritual web of consciousness and everything's connected, or you kind of like stay into this material aspect of yourself. Like I said before, that like you just this you don't, you only you only your body, you just your meat suit and. You know, and you need to be this scared little person locked in the locked in the video talks, as yeah. Nas says. And it's hard because I I see that with people that I love and care about in my life mm-hmm. that are choosing that. And I, you know, it could be the Pisces in me that wants to like be the savior of everyone. But I also I think that's a lesson that I need to learn to kind of respect that some souls might have chose that path. They might have chose that harder path so they can ascend to greater levels, and mm-hmm. you wouldn't want to interfere with that. But 
I also think that doing what we're doing now is kind of helping the ones, oh, yeah, helping the ones that are ready to, who are in the vibrational match no, to that. No, it's kind of interesting because Dolores Cannon also in that video, right? She mentioned like how, because people don't, like, so one of the arguments with what that theory, what Dolores Cannon said, how there'll be a splitting of consciousness, um, people were like saying, well, if I do shift my consciousness, won't I be able to like contact someone else who isn't, you know? And she went, yeah, you can contact them, but you won't, you know? And I think we can kind of all understand that element in our lives because when you have, say, a group of friends or um, a family member or something like that and your frequency is different to theirs, you kind of can contact them, but you don't, you know? Yeah. And what, and what is that, you know? I think it's you wish them well, but you don't want to be pulled back into that vibration because mm-hmm. you've you've experienced it and you've transcended it. And I feel like that's kind of that's kind of like what conforming and not conforming it is. You know, you're deciding that you can understand that perspective. They want that reality. If they want that reality to live out, let that manifest. But that ain't that ain't a reality that I wanted to 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 be a part of. Yeah. So alongside that, I'm going to start putting my energy into reality inside of me that I do want to manifest and do want to create. And I do feel that if we, if more of us do do that, that will, to a sense, it will, it will start dropping off. I'm not saying there's a there's a dynamic, a little fight within that, you know, like a sort of a, a physical sense where we do have to stand up for what we believe in. But I do feel that if more of us can be in that state of mind where you do realise that this place is, is something more, you can you can that that them elements within your life that no longer serve you will start dropping off because naturally you'll just you'll build up the forces inside yourself to have the confidence to leave them behind yeah you build up that stronger fiery aspect of yourself Mm -hmm. that that can kind of push away from those elements definitely is there anything else you want to touch on any other aspects interest in your mind um i think i did want to touch on i tell you what i wanted to just to bring up and touch on just checking the cameras on there but i want to um I want to touch on you know the healing the healing thing that that we did the other night. I thought that was kind of kind of wild. I know it's a, like quite a personal experience for me, but I had an experience where you know we took a little bit of um, a psychoactive weed, and what happened was was um, I had this beautiful healing experience where you know my body was f- flushed through with the universal energy, whatever you want to call it, and it was going through all these different aspects within inside of us where I was I was going through like my attachment to certain elements within the human experience, and it was shown as like how I'm wor- still worthy if I don't have these certain things and cleansing my body out from, from many different angles. It was, it was you know, it was like a really like sort of a, a cosmic wrapping of me, of me consciousness and showing us that I'm worthy in every element. How did, how did you kind of feel about that? Because, you know, in a, in a, in a, a lot of people don't get to experience that. And I think if more people could experience that feeling, what I felt of where we can enter these states within inside of ourselves, you would live um you'd from that position you can live a, a lot more a lot more fulfilled life you know yeah. of understanding what you truly are and you don't take things so from the physical like from a solid aspect and think that you're just your body you know and you can't be di- dictated from that perspective yeah but i think if more people had that experience that it would like it would change a lot within them definitely i think in that moment i felt i just felt a lot of gratitude for for you and for the space that we're holding like to to safely express those emotions because i i feel like a lot of people don't have that in their own relationships they don't have that depth and safety with other people and trauma and and healing takes place in very safe environments i think as well um you know through the experience it's kind of interesting because 
what I, one of the one of the theories that come up with me when, when we took the weed, I feel like the weed is the is a bridge to the part of the sub so the sub the psyche or the subconscious that maybe doesn't is still trying to hold on and doesn't believe. And I kind of feel like because I've had these experiences where I can bridge that gap within me side myself and enter them states of consciousness. But I kind of feel like that psychedelics just gives that that gives that solidification to the parts of the self that maybe are holding on and don't want to quite accept that maybe there's more or something, you know. And um, I know there's a biological compound within that, like a chemical component that like does affect that yeah. does affect stuff within us. Like Terence McKenna says, we are made of chemicals. I know that, but I kind of feel like that um that deeper intuition is accessible you know there's like because it's hard to describe these processes but when you when you're in these deep healing sessions with inside yourself or you're doing it with other people there's kind of like a, a different form of intelligence that's in there you know like when you have for example if i'm lying on my back and i had this experience where the light's coming over my body and it's healing every single every single aspect and trauma in my body and it's it's blasting it out you know it's kind of like underneath underneath this whole world there is a force that's like penetrating us you know that is like trying to communicate with you and trying to navigate reality and trying to make you uh, a more fulfilled and better human but it's just like i feel like we need to like put ourselves more in situations where we have to face the things that we need to work on to experience that because i think it's only through experiencing challenging things and, ch- and things that have happened to us in the past and not hiding away from them that you get that you get to experience that feeling and of, yeah of your, of your truer deeper nature because mm-hmm. i feel like what what we does for me especially is that it it it's a gateway for my subconscious so when i've like had these realizations when i've been high about things that i've went over in the past it's allowed us it's allowed as a gateway to work through them it's because when i'm high my mind's off in a different landscape so I'm not because if I'm feeling triggered I don't instantly reach for my phone I just sit and feel it and it's a different it it allows a process to happen that I wouldn't normally allow when I'm sober so I do think weed what it does is it's it's a it can be harsh but it's a slower it takes you back to the pace of nature and it's it's a slower processing of things that have happened in your life because your mind's your mind's actually operating faster when you're high but it, it time feels slower. It's a very bizarre, but it does allow you that space to work through things on a deeper level. And I do, I do feel as well that through these practices, it's like because one of the lessons that you know, like when you do these deep levels of awareness, like these lessons come through strong. And one of them, like, was telling us that that in our daily lives, we need to like create spaces where spaces of, sa- of of where we feel safe where we can explore that you know i think a lot of time we're in we're environments where we're, we're living we're living and working in environments that aren't promoting that expansiveness within inside the self i mean i even noticed this for and this is like going a little bit out there and off tangent but um kind of like you walk through the supermarket you know and it's all the bright lights and that on you and stuff like that i know we have lights on us now and stuff like that but it kind of and I'm even conscious about creating a new environment for that as well, you know, and how does that promote? But it's kind of like the our, the lights, um, our living environment, like not getting enough fresh air, um, the foods that we eat. It's kind of it's non I can't say non disassociation from like from that deeper part of the self that invokes it. I kind of feel like that's why why um, the world that would 
the world that is like well that where the world's heading it was designed in a way where like you have all these like cities where everyone's com combusted in, in these like tiny micro environments where you're on top of each other you don't have space you know everything's buzzing around so fast you, you you're not like connected to the earth because the concrete jungles are designed in a way to, dis- to disconnect you from that yeah. the bright lights the advertisements I'm telling you i kind of feel like I, I had this other dream the other night where where like I had this vision of it was another vision dream, and it was a vision of where like people were well not just people but me was I was living on the outside of society, and I kind of feel like the world is like you know it's 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 an, it's pulling on that part of your mind where you need to feel, you want to feel safe and it's it's creating these um these these like sort of these these bubbles these 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 um cities that are like um are pulling on that part of yourself that that you know that does want to be safe but it, but we're not realizing what we're giving away to do that you know like what deeper aspect and i feel like that's why i feel there's a resurgence of spirit now because people are, are feeling how maybe these environments that we are creating in the world that we are leading to is has has a huge disconnect from that part of the self 100 percent feel like it's it keeps everybody in a perpetual state of stress and just buzzing around like you know when i go out walking and like i see people like with a glazed look in their eyes just just walking like on like wanting to get from a to b but they're not they're not living in the moment they're not their minds already already there before they're there if you, if you mm-hmm. get what i mean and i think you made a really good point about the way cities are designed to kind of take us further and further away from nature from what's from what's natural and what's true and i think that's why we have such a strong desire to kind of live more and live more in harmony with nature because it's it's sort of it's nature what's it nature never rushes but everything gets done i don't know who said that quote but it's um it's such a beautiful example of like the pace of nature is just it's slow but every stage is beautiful i kind of we'll bring the podcast around but i, I describe that process what you learned before so for example sometimes when we when you when people do deep work just for people who don't know this when people do deep work you have like i said before you have these moments of where when you do yoga or whatever it is that these things with inside yourself you create the space for like for inspiration or or thoughts or feelings to come through that maybe are trapped you know and they can't get through and these practices allow them thoughts and feelings to come through and you said um before you discovered this beautiful thing about the, the the different elements of life and how they interacted with the body, just describe that. How how, how what the the different elements? What you said. Also, um, recently I've kind of been realizing that I I do a lot of like deep reflective inward work, and I do that through yoga and meditation. Um, but what something's been telling us internally is that I should start building up that fiery aspect of myself by working out. And so when I was just just thinking before when we're in the kitchen I was just thinking that you know cardio and running could be like the earth aspect of ourselves um breath work can like meditation connected to our breath could be the air element um working out building up your muscles something strenuous is the fire aspect and yoga and softer movement is the water intuitive flow and emotion aspect of ourselves I love that because it's like to me that was one of the moments where it's kind of like I feel like when you have them because in my life when you have them different elements and you focus on them different elements and you and you you try and put them all in like sort of balance 
kind of from that perspective it's like your whole day changes you know if you if you hit them four basic things because like i said it's it's like the simple things in life are the ones that that put you back in a state of equilibrium a state of flow yeah it's kind of like it's just kind of beautiful because it was one of them moments where i was like fucking hell like the four different elements of like of how that's integrated to body and spirit is just a i don't know it's a nice way of, of seeing the world definitely and it helps you become a more balanced person because you're balan- balancing out the elements inside yourself because mm-hmm. we're ultimately a part of nature. Let's leave it there. I think it was a c- cool podcast, that. Really cool. Yeah. Peace and love. Peace and love. Boom. Thanks so much for checking out that podcast conversation there. I hope you enjoyed that one. I know it's quite hard to not talk about the current pandemic that's going on in the world, or pandemic, whatever you want to call it. It really is hard to not, <laughs> at times make that the focal point of every single conversation. I did in the past really try to get away from that and I really try to focus on more of some more sp- topics from a spirituality perspective. But I definitely feel that it's very hard in, in, in right now on the planet to get away from this topic. As, as you guys know, we are no longer outside of the conspiracy. Us as human beings are all embedded within the conspiracy of what's going on. And there's many different questions and angles. I know that all you guys are asking and I'm asking in my life. So all as I do on this podcast is stay true to my heart, stay true to what I see with my two eyes in front of me and I basically just attack what is present in my life. And it's clear to see that in all our lives right now that this thing is present and it's hard to get away from it anyway. So I love you all. And just to play this podcast conversation out, as I always do, I'm going to play a cracker of a song by an artist called Tash Satana. This is by uh, not. This is Laura's recommendation. She really loves her music. This one is called Willow Tree. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this song. I know you will. And if you can, guys, as always, check out the one-off donation option and the Patreon page. Really goes such a long way to help a conscious movement, which is this podcast. As you guys know, these com- types of conversations are quite limited. Let's say that. Let's use that word. Quite limited right now in the world. So if you can, please find your heart and support the podcast anyway. Peace out. So cheap, one time lucky
checking my watch like is this thing gone? Did my time and I pay my dues. I mean, y'all ain't tryna walk a day in my shoes. Yeah, I'ma get what I've been asking for. It. We didn't won't even make the last resort. I mean, I be reaching for the stars, ain't no astronaut. It's from me, Roman, on me, touch. 